Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me for another midweek episode of True Scary Stories to Help You Fall Asleep. Today, we're talking about those who pretend to be someone else on the internet, otherwise known as catfishes. So without further ado, lay back, relax, and enjoy these true catfish stories. Long-time listener, first-time poster. So this is still an active situation that we're trying to figure out how to deal with. This is going to be a long post, but the details are needed to give you an idea of how crazy this whole thing is. Okay, so I'm a 29-year-old female, and I switched up my career in healthcare to follow my dream of learning to work on cars. I was hired this past May at a dealership as a quick-service mechanic, and fell in love immediately with everything about it and my co-workers. I had noticed how cute my trainer was. Not only was he cute, but he was very patient with training me. I was so new to working on cars. I needed to learn the basics, and he was so cute and nice about everything. I'll call him Nick, 40-year-old male. Me and Nick had hit it off in every way. He asked me on our first date to go geocaching. Swoon. Nick and I have been side-by-side since then. I loved everyone I worked with, always laughing and playing pranks on each other, but also always helping each other and busting our butts to make the customers happy. I should add that my best friend also works there, and another good friend of ours had gotten hired too. We were a close-knit family in the quick service department. Well, I didn't make it past my probationary period because I was just a bit slower, so Nick has a full mechanic garage at his dad's place, and I'd meet him after he got off work so we could make some side job money. So about a month and a half ago, Nick and I decided to get an apartment together. And it's been amazing. I've been bringing him to work, grabbing him on lunch break and picking him up, which I love, because I can also say hey to my old co-workers. That being said, I should add that Nick doesn't have any social media, and we are together literally all of the time, except when he's working. Now here's where stuff gets crazy. I get a message request on Facebook from some random girl saying, I can't believe what I'm seeing. Nick is my man, and he's in your profile photo with you, and he's been my man for seven months. I immediately went into panic mode, called him at work asking who this girl is. He was just as confused. The more I talked to this girl to try and figure out what the hell is going on, the more she said weirdly specific things about Nick, like the truck he drives. They meet up at his dad's shop, which no one would know about his dad's shop because he never talks about it. She knew his phone number and everything, but she could never provide proof, screenshot conversations, photos of the two of them, nothing. We got to a point where it felt like this whole thing was real, and that her and I were going to team up, but she never answered my calls. Only messages. But after Nick and I had a huge talk about it, I knew that something wasn't right about this girl. I had to get to the bottom of it. I started getting pretty scared when one day I dropped Nick off after lunch. Went by, and I get a message saying, Dang, Nick looks sexy in that hoodie today. This shook me up. I asked what color, and she said the correct color. At this point, my first thought is stalker, like actually watching us. I told Nick about how she knew what he was wearing, and he was super creeped out. 
than when I picked him up. I usually park by the quiet side of the building where no one can really see me. This time, though, a work truck drives by me really slowly. I pretend not to notice him because I was in no mood to chat with anyone, and I recognize the driver as a former co-worker of mine that I'd only spoken to maybe two times during my time at the dealership. However, we were friends on Facebook. Within a minute of him passing me by, the girlfriend messaged me saying, you're waiting for Nick on the side of the building right now. In that moment, I started to freak out. This dude is pretending to be my boyfriend's girlfriend. Then after talking to Nick about it, yeah, he's the only one from work that knew that Nick's dad had a shop. Nick had worked on this guy's truck before. They aren't friends, but they chat here and there. Well, not anymore, but I just don't know why. He was saying such gross things to me as he was pretending to be my boyfriend's girlfriend. If he's capable of doing this, who knows what else he's capable of. He's also a giant dude in his 40s with children of his own. I have no actual proof, other than the fact that any time this girl's tender was active, so was he. I see this dude every day, and Nick still works with him. He's in a different department than Nick, thank God. So yeah, still not sure what to do about this. But crazy former co-worker pretending to be my boyfriend's girlfriend to get us to break up or something weird? Let's not meet again even though I know I'll see you tomorrow. Obligatory, this happened a few years ago. My senior year of high school, I started talking with this super hot emo punk kid named Brian on AIM. I was all in. I had just been dumped by my loser high school boyfriend, and Brian was incredibly sweet and always knew what to say. There were some red flags for sure. Whenever I would finally convince him to send me a picture, he looked a little different in each photo. Like, they could have been pictures of different people. But it looked similar enough, and the guy liner was on point, so I just accepted it. We also never talked on the phone. I would beg him to let me call him, but he always had an excuse. Finally, the summer before I left for college, he let me call him, and his voice was super weird. My friend was convinced it was like a 50-year-old woman, but I was like, no, this is Brian. I was so blinded that I ignored every warning sign. I told him everything. He knew all of my passwords, everything about my day-to-day life. Literally every single one of my friends told me he wasn't real, that I needed to stop being dumb, but I honestly loved him. That fall, I left for college. My first roommate was a total wine bag who had a mile-long list of rules for the room. No boys ever allowed in. I wasn't allowed to touch her left-behind series she proudly displayed. No guests after eight, etc. So I was desperate to bounce. I found out there was an empty room and requested a transfer for winter semester. I knew going in blind was a risk, but it couldn't be worse than left behind chick. At the same time, I was loving everything else about college. Things with Brian kind of waned, because life was busy, and I wanted to experience everything, aka other dudes. He would call me like 20 times a day, message me all the time, constantly barrage me about whether or not I had a Facebook and wanted the password to it. Hell no. Finally, I broke things off for good. 
the next semester, I move into my awesome new room. My roommate is a fellow freshman from Massachusetts who transferred that summer. She was loaded, brought basically everything we would both need for the room. Her mom got us matching bedding from Pottery Barn. It was awesome. She was a little weird and like always wanted to hang out the first week, but I figured it was just nerves. The first week after classes started, I was chilling with some friends in the quad area and she comes over and throws her keys at me and is like, have fun banging these losers. I was like, what the hell is going on? I ended up sleeping at one of my girlfriend's rooms that night because I was super freaked out. The next day, it was like nothing happened. We hung out that whole week. She was very perceptive and helpful. I was amped to have met what I thought would be my college bestie. The next weekend, I convinced her to come out, and we're having a blast, dancing with dudes. And then things start escalating with me. And soccer jock, so I let her know that I was bailing. We were a two-minute walk from the soccer house, and came with a group, so I figured no big deal. I get back to the room later that night, and I see that stuff is torn the F up. Clothes ripped out of the closet, stuff all over the floor. She's sitting on my bed, and her arm is bleeding. I ask her what the hell is going on. She had broken my coffee cup and carved my effing initials in her arm. I run and get the RA because I'm not trying to get murdered. She ended up getting committed that night, and her parents flew down. And this is where stuff even got weirder. She was Brian. She told her parents. They told me. She slash he decided to start things with me as like her true self. Applied to my school and called the housekeeping department to request me as a roommate. Emailed housing for my email and requested her as my roommate and then deleted the emails. Her parents apologized, said I could keep all the stuff in my room. They withdrew her for classes and left. I had no contact order and the craziest story of my life. I'd like to think I have pretty decent instincts now when it comes to knowing who has bad intentions, but I wasn't always as cautious and observant as I am now. When I was in high school, I always felt so ugly. I had low self-esteem and anxiety, which was really more of a problem rather than my looks. So if any one of the opposite sex gave me even a little bit of attention, I would always start to like them. I was pretty innocent despite how desperate I was, having only kissed one boy So when I was 17 and a college guy put interest into me, I immediately clung to him. I was on this app before Tinder, and I met a guy who lived seven hours from my home city. His name was Brandon and he was gorgeous. Blonde hair, muscular, blue eyes. He played soccer for his university and was 19 years old. Honestly, he wasn't my usual type. I really liked guys with darker hair and eyes. I still do. But he was really handsome and really kind. He would shower me with compliments and talk to me all the time. I lived alone, long story, in an apartment with just my cats. So when I would get lonely or scared, he always comforted me. A month into talking, he started asking for pictures. Not ones in my face, but obviously risque pictures. Now this was nearly six years ago, 
and I didn't have a good concept of stranger danger on the internet. I mean, smartphones had only really been around for two to three years at this point, at least in my school and with my age group. 17-year-old me, who was so insecure, wanted to make him happy, because I couldn't believe I had gotten a guy like him. I was ready to do anything he asked. I never sent those pictures. I was too insecure for that. But I would send pictures of me in lingerie. He would shower me in compliments, saying how sexy and beautiful I was, and I fell for every word. With time, I started to get upset, though. I wanted to see him. I would always send him pictures when he asked, but he never sent me any. He would show me body pictures of him with his shirt off or things, but the pictures were always a bad quality. When I started getting too persistent, he promised he would start calling me. For some reason, this appeased me, and we'd talk many times a week. After a couple of months, he got increasingly more sexual with me, telling me what he wanted to do with me and how badly he wanted me. This made me nervous since I had only ever kissed a boy, but it also made me a little excited. It felt good to be wanted by someone, and I had really grown to like. This was all during my first semester of my senior year of high school, and I was going to turn 18 the next semester in late January. As it got to Christmas time, he started to talk about coming to my city to see me for my birthday. This really got me excited, since I wanted to see him in person so badly. We had first talked about going to him, something he had insisted on, but I chickened out and said I couldn't do the drive alone. An excuse. I really didn't want to go to an older guy's house and stay with him alone. My own house made me feel more safe. We planned on a weekend after my birthday, and everything seemed fine. But then one day in my choir class, my best friend, an exchange student from Germany, was talking with me about him. I was telling her about him and showing pictures, and she got very unsettled. Have you seen him on video? I told her no, and she gave me a skeptical look. Something doesn't feel right. There's no way he's real. Not that you couldn't date someone like him, but he is too perfect. She was very direct and blunt with me about it, something my other friends weren't. I took her words deeply, and I'm so thankful I did. I immediately asked for him to send a picture of his face. He made up some excuse about how he couldn't take a picture right then, so I persisted, asking every day. Finally, my instincts were kicking in and I was getting scared. I told him I wanted to do a video call. He said no. I fought him on it for hours one night, telling him that if he tells me the truth, I won't get mad. He refused. I put the name he gave me into Facebook, determined to find him on my own if he wasn't going to give in. Nothing came up on him. I texted him, telling him I couldn't find his Facebook and he gave in, giving me a completely different name and told me, that's me. I remember just feeling cold as I read that. I looked up the account and everything he told me was a lie. His name, his face, his age. He was 25, not 19. I was terrified. I thought I had been talking to someone just two years older, which is legal in my state, but he was eight years older. I immediately stopped texting him. That's when he started getting obsessive. He would text me dozens of times a day, call me over and over again. He would beg me to answer him, to give him a chance. Then he started threatening me to answer. He told me he had saved all of my pictures. He kept them all and told me he would send them to my friends and family on Facebook. Show everyone me and my bra and show our texts, talking about what he would do to me sexually if we met. Looking back, all of this was more damaging to him than me. But I was young and stupid and afraid. I hated my body so much 
and I was terrified of people seeing it. So I started talking to him again, more reserved and cautious this time. The days inched closer and closer to my birthday and the weekend we had planned. Our messages had become bland and short since I was trying to make him lose interest in me, but he never gave up. If I took too long to message, then he would threaten me again. My birthday fell on a Monday that year, and he sent me all kinds of messages. I don't even remember what I did that birthday. I didn't have many friends, and I never liked to celebrate, so it was probably small. When Friday hit, I got a text from him that morning saying he was driving to my city and that he would pick me up from school. I was terrified. I had lost a lot of my friends the semester before. Long story. So they obviously had no clue of my situation. Out of desperation, I went to one of my guy friends who I hadn't talked to in a couple of months and spilled everything to him. He was a longtime friend, so he was sympathetic and promised to follow me home that day. I went straight to my car, ignoring the mass amounts of texts saying, Where are you? And I'm here. My friend drove behind me all the way to my apartment, which he had no clue I was living in, and stayed with me as I cried for a while. I turned my phone off and my friend left later in the night. Brandon had no clue where I lived, but I was still paranoid. What if he somehow found me? Only three people knew where I lived. Four now with my guy friend, and he didn't come in contact with any of them. When I finally turned my phone on, he was threatening me again. I was so exhausted and fed up. I started spam texting him, yelling and venting. I told him how stressed he had made me, and how what he is doing is wrong. I told him to send the pictures and that I didn't care anymore. I started to attack his character, telling him how no one could love him if he hides who he is, then treats people like crap when they catch him in the lie. Thankfully for me, he had enough care for me to take my words to heart. He apologized and told me he deleted all the pictures. He swore to leave me alone as long as we can still talk every once in a while as friends. I agreed, even though I knew I was lying. I talked to him for a month, short responses until he finally gave up. Even now at 22, I still see his name appear sometimes. I blocked his number and deleted him on everything, but his name still shows up sometimes on my Instagram or Snapchat when he's trying to re-add me. He's the reason I don't give my name or picture out. He isn't the first stalker I experienced. The first was when I was in sixth grade. But that is a story for another time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. I met John on Instagram. I should mention I contacted this individual, not the other way around. His Instagram account that I messaged was full of marijuana pictures. I'm an avid smoker and thought I'd try to enter one of his giveaways. Hey, turns out I won. Lucky number 27. He sends me a pretty package filled with marijuana products, which by the way could have been poisoned, 
Like, I don't know who this person is. We continue to have this texting relationship off of Insta, and I quickly become emotionally invested as we text every day, throughout the day and night. He tells me he's going to come visit me while he is up by me training for reserves. As he was in the army or navy, he said both. We make all these plans that are never solid, just ideas. But I feel happy that we're going to hang out. Finally, I wanted to push for more info, so I ask, what's your last name? This is after he sent me multiple pics, gifts, short videos of the him that I thought I was talking to. He tells me, Beltzer. I frantically search the net for a John Beltzer. Yeah, no real luck. Somehow, I got to Jonathan Rosenthal, a no real big deal actor but the pictures and everything he had been sending me matched this person. So I'm talking to an actor, producer, writer, ex-Navy Army guy, and dispensary worker. He does it all. So the John that I thought I was talking to then admits that he didn't tell me who he really was, as he didn't want me to Google about him. He wanted me to get to know him and not the actor him. Naturally, I still believe that I was talking to Jonathan Rosenthal still at this point. But I pushed for more. I asked for a phone call and FaceTime. Yeah, that did it. Communication, meaning kind, sweet, emoji-ridden text, dropped off from there. This John became defensive, quickly, and kept telling me that I have trust issues. I'm an overthinker. Yada yada. Eventually it became, sure, I'll call you, slash FaceTime you. What's a good time? Or, today was so busy on set, I'm sorry. Is tonight good? Just BS after BS. Oh, and I did finally get a FaceTime call one early morning at 3.30am. But was it John? I'll never know. But I don't think so. Because after saying who's there several times, the camera panned down to him pleasuring himself. Like, F you. Here's your FaceTime call. I swear, I felt real dumb after a while but have come to accept that this happens all the time to people. Whomever I was talking to is an asshole, and his behavior says everything about him, and has nothing to do with me. I have to apologize in advance. I'm not the most amazing storyteller. I'm going to try to write everything down as I remember it happening, though. My brother is an avid Redditor, and he told me that I should post my story to this sub. So here we go. I used to date a guy named Norman back in high school. I'm 29 now and have a 9-year-old daughter, so this must have been 12 to 13 years ago, roughly. I guess we were each other's first real love relationship. And we even wore promise rings, which was a pretty big deal back then. We talked about getting married and what our life together would be like. Basically, things people say or do when they've been together for a year as teenagers. As things go, we began to argue and fell into a cycle of breaking up and getting back together. I was immature and stupid, and I ended up getting together with another guy during one of our breakup periods. It became a messy love triangle situation, and Norman and I finished for good after I chose this other guy. Not my proudest moment, 
that I was 17 and stupid. Fast forward a few years. I made a Facebook account. And out of curiosity, one day I looked up Norman. We added each other on Facebook and I messaged him, apologizing for what had happened between us. I was happily married by that time. And we had just had my daughter. Norman was a good sport about it. And we remained amicable friends via social media. I really only ever talked to him to say happy birthday or randomly comment on a status. Another few years go by, and Norman gets into a relationship with a woman named Marissa. I was happy to see him moving on. My marriage didn't work out, but I was happy with my life and with raising my daughter by myself. During Christmas one year, I found an old Polaroid picture of me and Norman at a cabin weekend we had taken together when we were dating. I messaged him telling about it and recalled how much fun that we had had. He didn't reply, and this was before those scene stamps. And later, I found out that I was no longer on his friends list. A few months later, I get a message from Marissa. She basically said I was a whore and a slut, and that she saw the message I had sent him months ago. She told me to never ever contact him again, and that I needed to get over him. She went on to say how a charm bracelet he gave me was nothing compared to what he buys her, and that I was a cheap bang he had in high school. He said the silver promise rings were BS, and that he had bought her a gorgeous gold engagement ring with several diamonds. Well then, I never responded. I got off Facebook not long afterwards for a short period of time, before remaking an entirely new profile and adding only close friends and family. Over the next few years, I would get ads from people I didn't know to my social media. I knew it was her because the first account I mistakenly added began to message me abusive messages, saying that I was a loose slut and an attention-hungry whore who would never find true love. Afterwards, I never added anyone else I didn't personally know. I don't know how she kept finding my other accounts. She tried to add me to Instagram, Twitter. She even somehow found out my phone number and tried to add me on WhatsApp. When Snapchat became a thing, I got an ad from a user who had one of my Facebook friend's names as their username and sent me snaps of whore and the B word in cursive handwriting on paper. I kept blocking her and maintaining no contact because honestly, there was nothing else I felt I could do. This year, I joined a dating app. I met a guy within the first week of being on it who I thought was amazing. His name was Nate, and he had a fair few pics of himself. He was average looking so it didn't raise any flags with me that the suspicious model looking guy was trying to talk to me. He said he had an Android phone so he couldn't FaceTime, but we could talk on the phone. It was definitely a man's voice. We texted a lot over the next few weeks and things seemed to be going well enough to lead me to meet up. We schedule a time and a place. A week before, he asked me about past relationships. I didn't think too much of it when he asked me about my first real relationship. He seemed keen on details and asked me if I still had feelings for my ex. I reassured him I didn't, but that I also didn't hate him because I was the one who messed up and he was actually a really good guy. We talked a lot about that relationship, and then he said he was so looking forward to meeting me. We had chosen to meet at an outdoor cafe because I didn't like the idea of meeting at my house without me actually knowing who this guy was. I was so excited. It was my first date in a long time. So imagine my confusion when I saw a woman spot me and smile and start walking over. I was too shocked to say anything when she sat down and said, yes, it was Marissa. She looked so smug and she said, hey babe, 
and kept smiling. She confessed it was her. At that point, I honestly just wanted to know why. What did I ever do to this chick to get all these reactions from her? And for her to actually invest time in doing all of this to me? Basically, this is what she told me. Almost six years ago now, when she and Norman got together, he told her all about me in our first relationship. She went on his friends list and she saw me there and went through all my pictures and posts, trying to see what he saw in you. Then when I messaged him, she confronted him over why I had any pictures of me and him and why he needed to have me on Facebook. He deleted me and promised her not to talk to me again. She told me she had hated me and she said that I was a stupid bitch who loved playing with people's emotions and that she wanted to give me a taste of it. She said she made up accounts so that she could keep an eye on me and make sure that I wasn't going to be in the same city as her and Norman. I live right outside of their city, by the way. She would walk by places that I said I'd be at, just to make sure that he wasn't meeting up with her in secret. She knew where I worked through my LinkedIn. She said the guy who I spoke to on the phone as Nate was her friend, who was in on it, and wanted to see me go down. She said she had originally planned to make me fall in love with Nate and then cheat on me, but she couldn't stand to wait so long. The most disturbing part, however, was when it came to my daughter. This woman had actually become extremely fixated on my daughter. She was convinced that she shared some of Norman's features and became obsessed thinking that I had had a kid with him who I kept secret from him. She told me to not even think about suddenly revealing it to him on some ploy to get back together with him and that she would be the only one to give him a baby. I was beyond horrified. It's not very exciting, but all I remember doing was getting up from the table and telling her to never contact me again. I got in my car and just sat there in silence for a bit. The first thing I did was call my daughter's school and alert the front desk of a possible situation where someone who was neither I nor her father would try to pick her up. I called my brother afterwards and told him what had happened. He urged me to call the police. I did, but ended up getting the whole spiel about if I don't have any documented proof, it's her or her saying any of these things, then they couldn't help me out. It's been two months. I haven't heard anything from her, and my brother thinks that maybe she got what she wanted by asserting herself as Norman, one and only, and now she would leave me alone. Still, I have a massive paranoia when it comes to what I post on social media and where she might be lurking next. I've told my family and close friends about the situation and warned them not to add any strange profiles or people they don't know. I told my neighbors the situation and I showed them a picture of her so they could contact the police if they saw anyone like her around the house. I wouldn't put it past her to know my address and start peeping in our windows or worse. I also changed the locks as a precaution. So I hope this is the first and last time that I post on here. I got really lucky with my random roommate drawing college. My roommate Mandy and I ended up being best friends. We still are, although we live in different parts of the world. We keep in touch fairly often, and I know that I can always depend on her if I need her. Anyway, about two to three months into freshman year, everything was going well. We were going out together every weekend, and both dating around. 
I knew that before we went to college, she had been in a relationship. And she still would talk about her ex on and off. Her boyfriend, Shane, was in the military. At that time, I think he was in Germany. She didn't stray up say that he was abusive to her. And it even took her years later to admit that he was. But it was obvious from her stories that he was a scary guy. I don't think that he ever got physically violent with her. But I remember that she told me that one time he had threatened her that if she cheated on him, he would send black girls to her house with knives. Pretty weird and racist, but sending anyone to your house with knives is scary. Also, any time that she attempted to completely cut off contact with him and block his number or social media, he would make hundreds of accounts and even email her to harass her. Obviously, from what she told me, it was clear this guy was a piece of crap. I think Mandy talked to him online a lot more than she ever told me at this time, and he was in the background of my mind because I had never met him, and she was seeing a few other guys at our college. About halfway through the year, we stopped hanging out as much. Basically, there was a fight in our friendship group and we took different sides. We weren't mad at each other, but there was definitely a bit of a divide. Through the year, I had met tons of people at parties when I was drunk and didn't remember all of them. As a result, if I saw someone request me on Facebook that went to my college, I assumed we had already met and I accepted them. One of the girls was named Vanessa. I don't remember exactly when she added me, but she slowly started messaging me and would ask what I was doing on the weekend. I wouldn't reply too much or anything because I already had friends to go out with and wasn't keen on meeting up with people that I didn't remember. Vanessa's photos were a bit more provocative. Nothing too out there, but just a little bit sexier than average. There was also another girl, Manny, who added me. Didn't really remember adding her either, but she would also message me from time to time and ask what I did for fun, etc. From her profile, it looked like she didn't go to my college, but was going to go there next semester. She looked a bit more innocent and basic. I thought I was being nice by helping and replying back to her, since she was going to be a new student here soon. One night, I was chilling and smoking weed with my friends when Vanessa messages me. She says something like, Me and my man are in town. We have a hotel room. Want to meet up? I actually would be into having a threesome, but I was pretty sketched out since I didn't really know this girl or her boyfriend. I'm high as crap when suddenly this girl sends about a hundred pictures with her mouth full. I was completely taken by surprise and disgusted. No one likes an unsolicited that type of picture. The weird part, probably luckily, was that they were all the same picture, not a bunch of different pictures but literally 100 of the same picture. Then, once I opened the photo, I realized there was kind of a timeline thing, like how you see at the bottom of the screen when you're watching a show, and it shows how much time is left. So, this was from a porno that someone paused, screenshot, and sent to me 100 times. I was completely freaked out, and I immediately blocked her. I went back to my room and told my roommate about it and tried to brainstorm who it might be that would catfish me and send me those photos. I was actually worried that it might be the roommate who shared the suite with us. She was in her own room, but we all shared a bathroom. She was obese, and had really strange pictures of herself on Facebook. She was always a nice person, but we never talked that much. Right when that happened, my roommate Mandy mentioned there was some weird stuff on her toothbrush, so I thought maybe this girl was trying to sabotage us or something. Then a couple days later... 
Manny, the innocent Facebook girl who had been messaging me, asks, So do you ever hook up with girls? I immediately blocked her too. Another catfish. Pretty sure no real girl would actually say that. Later that week, some other girl adds me on Facebook. I could tell straight away it was a fake account, but I checked out the profile and saw her likes were all stuff to do with the military. Over the next few weeks, a bunch of obviously fake accounts tried to add me on Facebook and Instagram. They all had some similarities. They all had some sexy pictures, had some mention of the military, and were saying that they were lesbian or bi. The military connection is what stuck out to me, and I realized that it was probably Mandy's boyfriend. When I asked her about it, she admitted straight away that she thought it was him too. Someone had been adding her from a ton of fake accounts also. I think she was too embarrassed to say that it was probably him from the beginning. This all happened between 2012 and 2013. Now, I can spot a fake account from a mile away. I received requests from accounts that I could tell were Shane for years after that. He had a way of targeting certain people. He would add the last 50 or so people you added. So then, when he requested or follow you, you saw that you had a bunch of mutual friends and figured you knew each other. Apparently, over time, he did all that to Mandy's friends as well. The crazy part? I'm the only one who it didn't work on. Even her cousin, who was the same age as us, ended up sending naked photos to him disguised as girls online. Mandy and I have talked about it a lot, and she thinks it's his sick way of trying to tell her who her real friends are. He has two kids now with some other girl, and he still sometimes will message Mandy from a fake account, but will never admit that it's him when she calls him out. Okay, so this started when I was 17, back in the day of the old Nokia 7210 and WAP instead of Wi-Fi. I joined a social networking site, a mix between Reddit and Facebook, all anonymous and pictures were only just able to be uploaded. I was me and used all my actual pictures, as did most people. Not unlike Reddit, this place was a decent community full of banter and flirting, but I never really wanted more than to chat when I was bored. Although, I did meet a number of people from there and still have them on Facebook now. I was talking to a girl. I was 17, she was 16. She is called Sophie. We spoke for months, literally almost a year, and called each other daily. I was besotted. She was beautiful, and I wondered why the hell someone so beautiful and actually a decent woman would like me. After a year, we arranged to meet. She lived in my city anyway, so it would be easy. We decided to meet in Asta COS. We are both about 10 minutes from there. And we were odd. She didn't show up. After she said she did show up and saw me and described what I was wearing and said she bottled out because I looked amazing and she didn't deserve me. Anyway, a month and a few more failed meets went by and I got fed up and decided to call it a day. She called and said she didn't meet me because she lied about herself then showed me a picture of who she actually was. Completely not my type. Fast forward nine years and she has crossed paths with me a few times, but nothing odd. But one night, I'm in bed and hear a knock on my window. I live on a ground floor flat. 
I look out and there's a random woman there. It's her. I had a mini fit and told her to go away. I have no idea how she found my address as I moved several times over the years. I also used to get crazy random friend requests on Facebook and random texts even when I changed my number. It was all a bit creepy. This was extremely the most traumatizing experience I've ever had. I was in this group on Facebook where people shared different kinds of stories, mostly funny stories. I usually post comments there using my dummy account, and most of the people there use dummy accounts as well. I had a fun conversation with this guy using a dummy account named Luffy, who claimed to be 21 years old. We exchanged messages on Facebook without actually adding each other. We both found out that we lived nearby each other, so we decided to meet up and have lunch in a mall near our school. I chose a place to meet where it's really crowded. Since I had a dress rehearsal for a play, he told me that he would wait for me in a burger stand near our school. The night before, we sent each other pictures. I was excited to meet him since he looked pretty fun to hang out with. By 4pm, I stood beside the burger stand. A heavily tinted red car stopped at the street in front of me. Then I received a text message from him asking me to go inside the red car. Since I've read a lot of stories here on Let's Not Meet, I decided to go with my instinct and sent him a text saying that I wouldn't get in the car unless he goes out and shows himself. What happened next made me promise myself that I would never meet anyone from the internet ever again. A man, most likely in his 30s, went out of the car and started to clutch me by my arm and kept tugging me. I screamed like I've never screamed before making it noticeable since there are people there as well. The guy who watched over the burger stand came to us and asked what's wrong, clearly concerned. She's my daughter. She's in big trouble. She ran away from home. Where this creeps defense. I denied it every time, and the burger guy told him that he would alert the guards from our school. That's when Luffy let go of my arm, went inside his car, muttering to himself and drove away. When the guards came, I told them everything, and I was never let out of the school that day without my guardian picking me up. So, Luffy, whoever or wherever the F you are, let's not meet again. So about three years ago, when I was 18 or so, I was using Grindr and someone messaged me. For convenience, this lovely gentleman shall be referred to as Rando. So we start talking and we asked how we were and what we were up to. The usual conversation starters. Shortly after beginning the conversation, Rando began to sound rather depressing, bemoaning about his insecurities and how everyone hates him, occasionally talking about how he should just unalive himself. So being the nice person, I try to find something about him that I could compliment him on, try to make him feel better, that sort of thing, or bring a smile at least, and that's where things began to get heavy. 
Rando began deflecting my compliments, calling me a liar or a user, or saying that I'm just trying to make fun of him. I tried my best to reassure him that my compliments were genuine because I hate seeing people depressed or down. It's just in my nature to bring joy to people. Now, I've been in his shoes before, with the severe insecurity thing, so I know how he felt. After he finally began to believe me that my compliments were real, he began to get very attached to me, started sending me over like 20 messages at once, and if I didn't reply within 5 seconds, he'd start to be like, oh... I guess you found someone better to talk to then. You're just like all the rest. And it began to get frustrating at this point. Now, I could have just blocked him and saved myself the headache. But I have anxiety, and I feared that he'd turn up at my door someday and do something drastic if I did block him. He also tried sending me nudes to grab my attention when I didn't reply literally instantly to his messages. And it got worse and worse from there. Eventually, he told me he'd be in my town over the weekend and began to get very pushy about meeting up somewhere and doing abject things. When I didn't reply, he flips out and started finding me on different social medias to keep tabs on me. Facebook messages, friends requests, Instagram follows, etc. I went out on a night out with some friends of mine at the time forgetting he was in town over the weekend and he saw me walking down the street and he ran up to me bawling his eyes out about me trying to avoid him and began begging for my phone number and house address and asking whether he could join us on our night out. And when we politely refused, he followed us further and tried forcing drinks into my hand when we got to the bar. Infuriated by how clingy he was being, I went home just to realize he boarded the same bus as me and followed me back to my place before he finally disappeared. He started messaging me on Grindr about visiting me at home sometime or trying to find my friends to get my phone number. I finally snapped at this point, and finally blocked him and I thought that that was that, only to discover the next day he was trying to catfish me with my own pictures, to try and get my attention, and screaming to know why I blocked him. At this point, things got way too heavy, and I deleted Grindr from my phone, changed my number, and moved house just to avoid him. This whole experience has really put me off dating people with severe insecurities, out of fear that something like this will occur again and I've been trying to go against my nature to avoid complimenting people too much, to avoid something like this happening again. Three years later, I haven't seen him since. So this is currently happening to me. It's been going on for close to three weeks now. I decided to make a profile on Plenty of Fish because I've been single for eight months now and I have friends who have had success on there before. So I decided why not. About a month later I got a message from a very attractive girl and we actually got along very well. We talked over a few weeks until we decided to exchange our kicks. That's where everything took a turn for the worse. Within only four messages, she revealed to me that her pictures were fake and proceeded to send me a new one saying, this is me. I swear I'm not fake. I promise. This picture was of a girl I knew looked too good to be true. So being a huge fan of the show Catfish, I decided to reverse image search the picture. Sure enough, I found the real girl. I told her about what I found. So she did it again. Sent me a new picture 
reverse image searched it. Same thing, not her. At this point, I got fed up and told her to never talk to me again. She became extremely angry. She started calling me every name in the book, telling me she's a stripper and would pleasure me anytime I wanted and that I lost out. I started getting messages from a new account on both POF and Kick, all claiming to be her friend or someone who works with her. They all talked the same way she did, and I just knew deep down they were all her. The friends started sending me messages, threatening me, saying, I know where you live. Her dad will come beat the crap out of you. And the one that made my heart drop was, I know you live in Pine Ridge. That is my neighborhood. I went on every single day. I would get up to 30 kicks from her a day, never replying. I got sick of it, so I made my Instagram private, deleted Facebook, took down my profile and made a new kick. About five days went by, and the worst thing happened four days ago. I got a new message on my kick. It was a picture from a username called Killer2 coming for you. When I opened it, I almost peed myself. It was my house from across the street. I could see the window to my room with the light on. I called the cops and long story short, they told me they can't do anything because she hasn't physically harmed me yet. Thanks police. I've been sleeping with a knife under my pillow since. Thank God she hasn't done anything yet. But today, just a few hours ago, I got a new message on kick from a quote-unquote friend of hers. I know it's her, but she just flipped, swearing hardcore, F you, F your dad, F your mom, you're an effing loser. Me being curious, I decided to sign into my old kick, and sure enough, 10 new messages. They were all saying how she loved me, but now she's pregnant and has a boyfriend, but that she still loves me and wants to raise the baby boy with me. Sure enough, she sent me a new picture of a pregnant girl with a caption at the bottom. Proof that I'm pregnant. I definitely saved it and just reversed image searched it. Sure enough, there's thousands of sites with that picture on it. Every day I'm living in fear, waiting for a new message. I'm going to make a new kick tonight, but she seems to find them easily. I'll keep you guys updated on this. I took a screenshot of the new kick messages she sent me. So I can definitely verify. I'm sorry this is so long. And thank you for sticking with me. Please wish me luck. Update. The day after I've posted this, I definitely deleted my kick and every other social media but my Facebook. Because that's the only way most of my family can get a hold of me. Though I thought I did my best to make sure that everything I wrote or liked or posted was private. Today I got a new message on the message requests in the inbox from a person that I won't identify since this is still an investigation. It said, My sister loved you and broke her heart, and we will come kill you. This was this morning, and I have called the cops since. They're finally starting to take me a bit more seriously, as they at least have a name and a message now, and said they will do their best. So let's hope. Thank you all so much for listening to this video and thank you so much to all of our channel members 
I want to give a special shout out to Zane Loggins, Martha APS, Hail Mary, Gingerbread, Carrie Morris, Crystal, Brown Doe, Jado, Sarah Rodriguez, Inner Scare Wifey, Chili, Snowing Wine Drops, Tina Mead, Taylor Ruist, Claire, Casey Brown, Caroline Hawksworth, Eric Donter, The Grim Reaper's Nightmare, Simply Complicated, Tangela Young, Miss Cannabis, Anon Q, Mathematica, Christy Goodall, Skincrawler, Taryn, Ruby, Jennifer Moyer, Classic Sonic the Hedgehog, Cappy Karma, Paul Reese, Thea Maj K0101, and Honey Pond. Thank you all so much for being members. I appreciate each and every one of you. Also, I appreciate each and every one of you who likes these videos, who watches these videos. All of you commenters, all of you subscribers, each and every one of you, I appreciate you greatly. I hope you all have a good night. Please enjoy the extra rain at the end of this video. Good night, everybody.
Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.